Hey everybody, this is Frank here on the Set of Wild Moment. We're getting ready to get into this week's episode, and today we're talking about one. That's right, one. You see this right here? One. The power of one. The importance of one. The relevance of one. We want to talk to you today about one. You are enough. You are more than enough. And we want to talk to you today about the power of one. One person can change the world. One person is worth stopping what we're doing to go and rescue. One is enough. One, I'm telling you, listen, I can't wait to share it with you. It's getting ready to start right now. Hi, I'm Karima with Word of Wisdom Ministry. Thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like us on Facebook. And now for another inspiring episode of Wow Moment with our host, Frank Compton. Hey, today I'm going to talk to you about the power of one. All it takes is one. You are enough. If you have changes that need to be made in your immediate area, all you have to do is step up and be the change. The power of one. Listen, you see, I'm 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 rocking. Uh, my Carolina Panthers jersey today, and I'm I'm rocking the old school throwback Cam Newton jersey, and the reason why I'm wearing this jersey is because this is my my favorite NFL franchise, and and I know y'all remember in 2015 that the, the team was 15 and one, they went to the Super Bowl, and everything was if everything was good, and and then uh, all of a sudden the the injury bug. Uh, bit Cam Newton and and the whole dynamics of the team changed and it was just one man. You could say what you want to say about him, but with that one man being off the scene, things change. So there is power in one. Uh, that one person is enough to be a, a change agent, a change maker, a difference maker. All it takes is one. So the reason why I'm talking about one today is because one person has relevance. Hear me clearly. Small numbers have relevance too. Uh, it don't, you don't have to be the, the, the larger number of people in the room to have relevance. The smaller group in the room has relevance too. We all bear relevance and we all should uh, be looked at in that manner. Everybody should be considered. Everybody's opinion, everybody's thoughts should be considered because we all bear relevance. And if we put all of our stuff together, how powerful it'll be. If one person can change the world, what would what would this world be if we all unite and got on the same page? Now, uh, there's two things that uh, that I'm reminded of as I'm getting ready to get into this 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 subject tonight. Uh, today, there's there's two things that I'm reminded of. Uh, for for all of you that watch Wild Moment, you know that I was in the United States Army for 20 years, and I, I believe it was around 1999, or somewhere around there. But I, I was a young sergeant, a young Sergeant E5. I, I not too long have been promoted to sergeant, and I got my one of my first tests as a leader, and I, I remember. Uh, I'm sitting in uh, my shop. I, I worked inside of uh, a welding shop, and I'm sitting inside of my shop, and all of the soldiers that work under me are gainfully employed. They're all out working on different jobs and different tasks. 
throughout the throughout the unit. And so I receive a phone call from my first sergeant. And my first sergeant needs some work done up um, in the in the uh, main building in, in what we call the, the company. Uh, so he needs me to send uh, a couple of soldiers up to the company uh, because he has what we call details that need to be done. So I tell the first sergeant, I don't have anyone. And he immediately says, get up here now. So I got off the phone and I go up to his office and I'm standing outside his door at the, at the rigid position of parade rest. And I'm waiting outside his door. Now his door is open and he can see me and people are, are, are coming in and out. He's calling people in and out, in and out. And it's like, I'm not even there. So uh, after he finished doing everything that he needed to do, and he had me standing there, I, I probably stood there 30 minutes or so, he had me standing there, and after he finished doing what he had to do, he called me in the office. And he called me in the office and he said, Sergeant, I want to know why you told me you didn't have anyone. And I said to him, I said, first Sergeant, everybody's busy. And I started naming off all of the soldiers that work under me and where they were and what jobs they were working on. And then the first Sergeant pointed me to his mirror in his office. And he said, who is that? And he said, let me tell you something. The next time I ask you, do you have anybody? And everybody's out gainfully employed. You always got you. And then you come up here and you do what I was looking for them to do. Because you always got you. So that time he let me off without having to uh, do the details that my soldiers would have done. But he wanted me to learn a valuable lesson that just because I became a sergeant doesn't mean I have to depend on those who work under me. I still can put my hands to the plow. I'm still somebody. I'm still relevant in this game. And I'm still one that can do something. So he taught me a very, very valuable, very valuable lesson on that day. So now I, I look at things differently. And I know that if the job needs to get done, I always have myself. No matter what uh, others do or what others don't want to do, I always have me and I can always accomplish the mission because I always have myself. And so now the next thing that, that I was reminded of, uh, you, you all know that we're in the middle of this global pandemic. Well, but this thing happened maybe in March or April of 2020 uh, at, the, at the earlier onset uh, of the pandemic. Um, I won't get into names, uh, but I was watching uh, online, and there was there's a a, a well-respected uh, evangelist, um, and um, I have a lot of respect for him. And he he's a powerful preacher, powerful man of God, and he had uh, a Zoom uh, meeting, and he had three other uh, pastors on with him on this Zoom meeting. And so, because the churches at, at the early on said everything was shut down, the economy was shut down, and People weren't having church and schools were shut down. Um, so he was doing his uh, ministry virtually and he invited uh, three other pastors on with him. And while they're on here ministering, uh, one shared a powerful testimony how uh, God had blessed him. Uh, he didn't pout about the pandemic, but God had blessed him instead because instead of pouting because the church couldn't open up, he went to God and said, well, what can I do in this season that the church can't open up? And God gave him 
uh, the ability. He gave him some some items, and I don't want to get specific because then uh, people might know who, uh, who I'm talking about. Not, and I, that's not what this is about. But uh, he he was given some things, some items, which allowed him to tra uh, 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 transition into something different. He was able to reinvent himself as a pastor, and he was able to uh, go places, and he was able to minister to people that he otherwise, in his brick-and-mortar four walls, wouldn't be able to reach. But then behind him came yet another pastor. And the other pastor says something that I believe is going to stick with inside of me uh, for, uh, for the rest of, uh, rest of my life, for the remainder of my life. I believe uh, this thing is going to stick with inside of me. The other pastor said, he said, why are we shut down? And, and why, are every, why is everyone uh, uh, doing all of this stuff for this little virus that only kills 1% of the nation. That thing stuck inside of me. This is a, 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 a pastor, and I'm not pastor bashing. That's why I'm not even saying his name. And, and, and I don't even believe that uh, he meant it from a bad place. I, I just think that he didn't think about uh, what he was saying. But he said, why are we making all these provisions for a virus that only affects, so well, he said only kills. Only 1% of the nation has died from this virus. Less than 1% is what he said. And why are we paying homage? Now, mind you, this is back in, in the early onset. This is like March, April of 2020. But at this time, we, we did know that other countries were experiencing this thing, and we did know that uh, at the time, medically, we didn't have an answer for this thing. So uh, what what was going on is people are trying to stop this uh, thing from getting out and, and becoming what it is today. Because uh, at the time, uh, maybe we had maybe less than 100 people, maybe 100 people. I don't know how many people had died. Maybe 1,000 people. I don't know how many people had died at the time. But now we're uh, uh, fastly approaching 600,000. We're, we're, we're up over five and a half, uh, 100,000 people. So we're fastly approaching 600,000 if we don't get a hold of this thing. But the thing that stuck with me was that the statement in itself is saying that the 1% the, or the less than 1% that is affected or that are dying, uh, that's like irrelevant. We, we, should, we shouldn't even pay any attention to this thing because it's only those a small amount of people. Well, that small amount of people has uh, a mother. They have a father. They have brothers and sisters. They have aunts, uncles, cousins. They have friends and co-workers. Uh, they have church uh, family members. They have a pastor. Uh, all kinds of things they have. They're, what I'm saying, there's people that are mourning those people. So uh, it's easy to say it only this only affects one percent when it doesn't affect your household. But if your household is a part of the one percent, I think that changes things. So, a church, hear me today. As a people of God, we have to have the heart of God, and we have to care for the one percent or the less than one percent, the same as we do for the ninety-nine percent. We have to care for that one percent. So if the, if the pandemic 
affects 1% or if it affects 99%, we should care the same way. Uh, because we, we're supposed to be like Christ and we're supposed to be a compassionate people who care for others. Uh, the second greatest commandment, you've heard me talk about that here on this show, the second greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself. If I love my neighbor, doesn't matter what percentage my neighbor falls in, I love my neighbor the same as I love myself. I, actually, I should love my neighbor more than I love myself. And, and, and when he says love thy neighbor as thyself, listen clearly. He's not talking just about people that you know. He's not talking about just people that you see. It's people that you don't even know. If you could love those that you don't even know, if you could love those who despitefully use you, those who talk about you, those who don't like you, hate you, whatever, those who scandalize your name, but you can do what God says and still love them, then now you're talking about walking like Christ. Now you're talking about being a Christian, being Christ-like, because you have forsaken your own feelings and your own thoughts and the own things that you could have taking out of somebody else's regard towards you, but you said, I'm going to look at you the way Christ looks at you, and I'm going to love you because Christ loves you, and Christ said for me to love you as well. So, of course, we have uh, uh, scriptures for tonight because it, this thing, one, is, 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 is powerful, uh, the concept of one, because Jesus... Uh, he, he really looked at the significance of one. One meant a lot to him. One, one loss was one loss too many for Christ. So one loss to the pandemic should be to the church, one loss too many. So, so, your, so your church should mandate uh, anything. It doesn't matter what, what politicians say. It doesn't matter what your parishioners say. If the, if the guidance from, from the healthcare advisors says that something should be done, then you should take those measures because one loss should be one loss too many. So we should be caring for our brother, caring for our sister. So we shouldn't wear, listen, if, if, if they say wearing masks protects, then everybody that steps in your doors should wear masks. We can't be, we can't be afraid that those who don't believe in masks won't show up to church. We can't be afraid of that because one loss, one loss. Now, you might flip it and say, well, what if that person's soul is lost because they don't want to come? Well, no, that person's soul already is lost. Hear me clearly. I just told you the second greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself. If you've already had the healthcare professionals tell somebody that this measure uh, just simply wearing a mask and social distancing and keeping your hands clean, just these measures will protect others around you just in case you have the virus in your heart. You can't do that. Then are you really loving your neighbor as yourself? These are questions that have to be asked. Uh, in Matthews, the 18th chapter, 12 through the 14th verse, I, of course, you know I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, how think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth 
into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray. And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of our Father that one perish. We have to walk like Christ. We have to see things the way Christ sees things. We have to uh, understand the relevance of one. We have to understand the importance of one. One person, one person, one small amount of people. It doesn't matter what the one is. But it is, it is imperative that you get this today. It is important to God. And if it is important to God as a child of God, or should I say as a Christian, which means to be Christ-like, so if you want to be like God, then we must have those same thoughts toward the one. We must care for the one the same way God cared for the one, where he's saying, listen, I'm leaving the whole 99 behind to go and after that one that is lost because it's not my will that even one should perish. So that doesn't mean that he abandoned the 99. That means that he had the 99 in a safe and secure place, but the one found itself in a place that wasn't safe and secure. So if, 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 if 99 people in, in your church are healthy and they're doing fine, but one person, one person contracts the coronavirus, then that one person is enough for us to stop what we're doing and put protective measures in to make sure that it doesn't happen to anyone else. And it's enough for us to stop what we're doing and go uh, beyond the veil and go into all out uh, 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 prayer uh, for this particular soul. Uh, Luke, the 15th chapter, um, this is the, the seventh verse, Luke 15 and 7. Um, this is another example of, of, of one here for you. In verse number seven, it says, I tell, you that, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So the angels in heaven, the angels in heaven stop what they're doing and rejoice because one person, look at the size of this world that we live in. Look at the size, look at the people, the amount of people. Stop looking at your, at your, at your, your, your church size or, or, or your city size or, or your country size. And let's look globally. Look at this whole entire globe, and the Bible says, the pages of God's word says that the angels in heaven will rejoice over one, one, one soul, one sinner that turns away from sin. The angels stop what they're doing and rejoice over one. They don't wait until they get a somebody comes in. Listen. I don't know if you uh, go to one of those churches. I know I, I, I go to a church uh, where we talk about missions and, and all the churches uh, that, that I've been to in recent years, uh, they deal with foreign missions. 
and and someone will come in and they'll say in India uh, last week uh, a brother so and so ministered and there was one thousand people that were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and and another seven hundred they were filled with the Holy Ghost so everybody would go crazy and and rejoicing over that number but if, if they ever came back and they said that uh, the same brother ministered in India and one person was baptized in Jesus' name, you might get a patty cake clap. Well, we got to rejoice over the one. It's important. It's important to God. So it's got to be, has to be, must be important to us. We have to rejoice over the one. We have to get excited over the one the same way we have to care about the 1%. We have to be excited about the one just like we have to care for the 1%. Just because it's a small number, just because it's not your household, just because it's not your demographic, just because it's not your city, just because it's not in your church, does not mean that we don't stop and care for the 1%. Because that 1% that is that is hurting or that 1% that is dying, there are people that are attached to that 1% who are suffering, who are grieving. There, there are people who are in the church who have lost their lives to this virus. And they're part of the 1%. So it's not a 1% thing that's come to uh, take out sinners or people that are unsaved. Uh, this 1% is blind to who you are. It's just taking out whoever it desires to take out. So uh, this is a real powerful, powerful thing that I'm getting ready to share with you about one as, as I head into my closing for today. And Romans, the fifth chapter and the 19th verse, the pages of God's word says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. What this is talking about, for those who don't know, is Adam was created by God uh, in the image of God to serve God and to just to be a companion for God. And God would come and talk and walk and, and, and just visit with Adam. And he created Eve for Adam, but this is what you have to know about the whole scenario. God was Adam's head. Adam was Eve's head. So when Eve ate of the fruit, she dishonored Adam. Adam did not have to take of the fruit. He could have handled it by just dealing with Eve and, and letting her know that you dishonored me. And he could have he could have handled it in whatever way he felt necessary to handle it. But it was at the moment that Adam disobeyed God and took of the fruit that sin entered into the world. And just by his disobedience to God and allowing uh, the temptation uh, to come to him and fall to the temptation, sin entered into the world. Uh, real quick before I go on, because it just reminds me, uh, there's a lot of people today and 
it's 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 gone from it was a political thing, but now it's just gone into I don't I don't know what I don't know what it is today. I don't know what it's turning into. Church, we had to wake up, but everybody is 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 uh, spending their time and, and their 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 focus on their, they're like now uh, the things changed. All of a sudden, things changed somehow in January, where where uh, now all these demonic forces are against us, and, and now everybody is talking about, especially like the transgender thing that's going on uh, and gender identification. Uh, so, so this is like one of the big topics, and and I just pulled that one out because there's so many, and this is one of the big topics. But I'll I pull this one out because I can't cut on my social media without somebody. Are saying something in there, and they're they're blaming it on the current administration. Well, I, I blame it on all administrations, and I blame it on anybody who thinks that it, uh, uh, an administration is going to change things. Uh, listen, at this moment right here, when Adam uh, ate of the fruit, uh, transgender uh, entered into the world, um, uh, lying entered into the world, murder entered into the world. Uh, molestation entered into the world. Pedophilia entered into the world. Uh, rape entered into the world. Uh, stealing entered into the world. Uh, everything that we know as, as sin entered into the world the moment that Adam took of the fruit. That that moment. Make no mistake about it. There's nothing new under the sun. All this stuff that you're talking about. Listen, the only thing we can do, church, is pray because God tells us Himself. That this world is just going to just going to wax worse and worse. God tells us Himself that hell enlarges itself daily. Hell enlarges itself daily. God tells us Himself. So we we there's nothing that we can do besides praying. Now we don't have to be those things. We don't have to commit those sins. And but but the one thing that we have power and authority of as the salt of the earth is to call upon our God and our God will solve the problem. It's not going to go away. This is part of God's word. He already let us know it's not going to go away. But we can reach those that are in those situations and those that are in those situations with the love of God. We can reach them through love and with the word of God and prayerfully they will repent and be saved. And I close out to say this. There was one man's disobedience that brought sin into the entire world. But by one man's obedience, righteousness has been brought to the entire world. We have the opportunity to be saved because of one man's obedience. And his obedience was all the way to the cross, to death. One man came, and his name is Jesus Christ. And we all can be saved today because of one. Because of one. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode of Wow Moment with Frank Costin. We hope that you were blessed by this message. Please remember to subscribe and click the notification bell on YouTube. Like us on Facebook and listen to us on podcasts at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Plus. We want to interact with you, so please leave us a comment, prayer request, and a praise report. If you are looking for a church home, we will help you with that as well. 
We would love to have you as part of this ministry. There are three ways to become a partner. One, subscribe to our channel. Two, share our link with at least three family members and three friends. Three, you can also partner by making a donation via cash app at dollar sign Frank Costin. We look forward to joining you again with another encouraging message. Until then, God loves you and so do we.